Episode 8, Ethnicities Integrated into One Another, Han and the Who. Hello, and welcome to Stuff You Missed in Chinese History. I am Patrick Flannery. The time span of this episode covers the 300-plus years following the fall of the Han Dynasty to the establishment of the Sui Dynasty. This era is known as the National Integration Period. Let's begin during the Eastern Han Dynasty, when a minor ice age occurred across East Asia. The temperature dropped and the air dried up and severely affected the bamboo forests on the lowest plateau in northwestern China. The cold weather killed all the bamboo, but the grass continued to grow and transformed the forest into a grassland. At the same time, the northern grasslands, where nomads originally lived, became covered in ice and snow, making it impossible for animals to graze. As a result, various ethnic groups in the north were forced to move south. In the Western Jin Dynasty, the ethnic minorities who moved south accounted for more than half the local population in Shanxi and Shanxi, and their way of life changed from a nomadic to an agricultural civilization. At that time, civil strife broke out in the Western Jin Dynasty and the entire country was politically unstable. As a result, the ethnic minorities who migrated inland rose up and established their own states. They included the Xiongnu, Di, Qiang, Jie, and Xiandei. China remained in an age of civil war and political chaos for a long time, and it came to be known as the Northern and Southern Dynasties. The Northern Dynasty was started by the Northern Wei Dynasty under the Xianbei regime. Widespread social and cultural transformation in northern China came with Tuobo Hong, Emperor Xiao Wen of the Northern Wei Dynasty, more than 1,500 years ago. Here's how Tuobo Hong saw it. If we want to rule the central plains, we must implement the sinicization reform. This was similar to King Wuling of Zhao State's reform from our second episode. One morning, the ministers of Zhao State walked into the palace, and they were stunned to see their king wearing a Hu suit. Hundreds of years later, the ministers of the Northern Wei Dynasty were equally shocked to discover that the emperor was wearing Han clothes. While Emperor Xiao Wen's reform of sinicization was similar to that of King Wu Ling of Zhao State, only the content of learning was the complete opposite. The emperor changed his family name from Tuoba to Yuan, and the Xianbei nobles followed by changing their surnames into the Han style. Emperor Xiao Wen also asked his ministers and officials to speak Chinese instead of the Xianbei language, and encouraged the nobles to marry into the Han family. His biggest reform was moving the capital. The original capital of the Northern Wei Dynasty was in Pingcheng, today's Datong in Shanxi. To better control the central plains, he decided to move the capital to Luoyang, the capital city of both the Eastern Han and Western Jin dynasties. However, the nobles and the ministers did not agree and were unwilling to leave their hometown to start living with the Han people. In response, the emperor came up with a proposal to conquer the south which was reasonable so that the nobles and ministers had to follow. When they arrived in Luoyang, it rained heavily for many days, so the nobles and the ministers didn't want to move anymore. The emperor said, then if you don't want to continue walking, let's move the capital here. If you don't want to move the capital, then continue walking to fight the south. The Xianbei nobles had to agree to move the capital from Pingcheng to Luoyang. Thank you.
Form of Emperor Xiaowen of the Northern Wei Dynasty was an important sign of the sinicization of the Hu people's regime. But after the death of this reformer, there was a rebound. The so-called rebound was, of course, the Han people's Huization, which occurred among the soldiers who guarded the north frontier for the Northern Wei Dynasty. After the reform of the Emperor Xiaowen, the soldiers were looked down on by the Han family and their children could not get satisfactory jobs in the Chinese-style civil service system. Following the emperor's death, the soldiers gave up on sinicization, resulting in ethnic conflict intensifying again. It's worth noting that there were many Han people among these soldiers, but they had already become Hu. They changed their surname to Hu style, the opposite direction of Emperor Xiaowen's reform. By the end of the Northern Wei Dynasty, the Han people's Huization and the Hu people's Sinicization had been mixed. For example, the emperors of the Northern, the Eastern, and the Western Wei Dynasties were all Xianbei surnamed Tuobo and Yuan. But they called themselves the descendants of the Yellow Emperor and Yan Emperor, or a Chinese descendant. While Emperor Gao Huan of the Northern Qi Dynasty were originally a Han, he changed his surname Gao to the Hu surname Hulihuan. So now a group of Chinese Hu people and a group of Hu Chinese people integrated to create a new culture. This culture greatly changed people's daily lives. For example, sitting on the floor in the Han Dynasty evolved into sitting on a chair and sleeping in a bed. The height of the room was raised, otherwise it would be uncomfortable to sit in a chair. The Han people's dress, with broad robes and large sleeves, also adopted the Hu's narrow-sleeved long gowns. People had to remove their shoes at the front door in Han culture, but they could later wear shoes inside the house. It was the Sui dynasty that ended the division of the northern and southern dynasties. The establishment of Sui and the best-known Tang dynasties were the result of the collision between Sinicization and Huization. There were many talents among the soldiers in the Northern Wei Dynasty who insisted on Huization, and this influenced the history of China for the next 300 years. I have stories of three people to tell you. The first is Yang Zhong, a Han Chinese who became Xianbei and changed his surname to Puliru. Yang's title was the Duke of Sui. Later, his son, Yang Jian, established his own dynasty called Sui. The second is Li Hu, the Duke of Tang and a Han Chinese, whose grandson, Li Yuan, would later establish the Tang dynasty. The last one is Du Gu Xin. One of his daughters married Yang Jian and became the first queen of the Sui dynasty. Another daughter married Li Hu's son. And yes, she was the mother of the founder of the Tang dynasty, Li Yuan. The establishment of the Sui and Tang dynasties ended the 300-year history of ethnic minorities ruling the Central Plains. It also formed a common cultural identity between the Han and the Hu. The historian Chen Yingke once said, Infusing the decadent body of the Central Plains culture with brutal and vigorous blood from outside the Great Wall created an unprecedented result, the Sui and Tang dynasties. 
Did you know that a heavy rain was responsible for the demise of a dynasty during which the Great Wall was built? Italian merchant and explorer Marco Polo finished his masterpiece about China in prison. As an emperor proclaimed African giraffes as magical Chinese unicorns, Qiling. Follow the podcast "Stuff You Missed in Chinese History" to learn more fun facts during the past few thousand years in this country with Patrick Flannery. Thank you so much for listening to Stuff You Missed in Chinese History. I'm Patrick Flannery. See you next time. Special thanks go out to Sanlian Zhongdu for their help in creating the content for this show. If you like the podcast, please give us a rating and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. 